In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Chicago. Or are we in Cleveland? I don't know. I'm here with Rawley Davis, the man behind the biggest Browns Instagram account. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Paul Brown. How the heck are you? I'm good, good, mate. Um, I've been really enjoying following the story, especially with all the support you've done with Tom. Uh, is his surname pronounced? Speed. Seipel. Seipel. Tom Seipel. And, uh, mate, awesome work, mate. So, well done. Congratulations there. Thanks, man. It's, uh, it was one of the coolest, insane things I've really ever been a part of or witnessed. It was something... It was. It happened kind of quick too. It was a uh, kind of a shit storm. Wait, do you guys swear? Yeah, it's fine, mate. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, it was a uh, cluster F word of things that kind of came together perfectly. It Wait, was. Tell us a little bit about Tom's background and uh, how it all happened. Okay. Um, so, and, and I've been like trying to figure out how it happened. We're still like kind of digging through the pieces. Like, how did this happen? Basically. Uh, Two weeks ago, however, uh, a couple of days before Christmas, I was scrolling around on the Browns subreddit. Do you ever mess around on Reddit? Do you know what I don't? And uh, um, I should do have a little look and see what's out there. Yeah, it's one of the coolest Browns communities in the world, in my opinion. It's like a, everybody's anonymous. You can't push your own Browns-specific meme account or podcast or T-shirts, whatever, and it's just – it's just true Browns fans shooting this stuff, whatever. And it's a pretty strong community. But I came across a post from Tom uh, where he basically said, hey, guys, it's been fun. Thanks for the laughs. Uh, doctors just put me on hospice. Uh, I got about 10 days left. Let's go, Browns. I'll be cheering from above with Otto Graham. And everybody was like, whoa, that's badass. And the mods basically said, hey, we want to cut this off, give this guy a chance to tell his stories, and we want to reach out to this guy, DM him. And he got a lot of support, and it was something like, it was just really, really inspiring, I guess, or I don't know if inspiring is the right word, but you get choked up reading about a guy that has been battling cancer, and in his final days, he's just thinking about the Browns and saying goodbye to his fellow anonymous buddies. So I DM'd him like, hey, that's, I hope you're doing okay. Is the team doing anything for you? What's going on? He said, he might have emailed them once or twice, but not really. He was, they don't really have a Make-A-Wish Foundation type thing for adults. It sucks. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that does suck. But I reached out to uh, Emily Mayfield. I sent her an email, and within like hours, I think it was Christmas Eve, I was like, hey, you think we could do anything for him? But you're also like, okay, he's on hospice, so what can he really do? Like, it's not like your hospice is fun and games. Like, you're literally waiting to die to be 
to sound incredibly morbid, but it's hospice, whatever. And she sends a picture, a uh, video of Baker saying like, Tom, I heard about your story. Uh, you're super inspiring. Yada, yada. You can find the video online somewhere. But I texted that to Tom and he was shocked. So happy. He was like tearing up in his vlogs. He does like a YouTube thing for his friends and family. Uh, he has got a six-year-old daughter and he wants her to know kind of his story. And so he, he said something like, you know, I just found out I'm in hospice and this is one of the best days of my life. He's tearing up as he said it. I'm like, I'm tearing up and it was just awesome. Anyway, kind of thought it was, he got some like press with the local news. Um, it was what pretty about cool. Uh, he's from Columbus, Ohio originally. Now he lives in Savannah, Georgia uh, with his dad, his mom, and his wife and his six-year-old daughter. He actually, this is actually a crazy small world. I'm from Columbus as well. As I was reaching out to him and stalking him on all levels of social media, it turns out me and this guy went to the same church. Like he was a cool. part of like the band, um, him and his best friend, and they were all like involved with it. I'm like, okay. That might be a sign from God. Keep that in the back pocket. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, and but yeah, he was a mission when he was healthy. He was a missionary for years in Nicaragua, lived a life of serving others. Um, and it's a really, it's a really good church. Like, I don't know, people have different opinions on it, but this is a community that they truly do put others before themselves and you know he's on the front lines boom he gets kidney cancer here we are baker mayfield video this is right before the jets game and then the browns play the jets and we lose and that was a bummer for literally everyone and you know life goes on the steelers game means more to us now whatever um now i, I we before we had the video, we kind of put them on our podcast, the Dogs of War podcast. Um, and, and we didn't really talk about him battling cancer or anything. We just kind of had him on as like a, a guy. And one of the things he said was that he was just, he can't make any complaints. He was so thankful for this team. And Yanni just didn't really know what was going on, but I was like tearing up at the mic. Um, and that just kind of stuck with me as well. Anyway, now it's Friday. I'm skiing in Wisconsin with my wife, my buddies, and I get a text from Brian Zabo. Uh, he's a Zabo apparel company. Yeah, I know, yeah. He's a good friend of mine. We kind of started our respective Browns-themed campaigns at the same time and bounce ideas off each other. Guy, Guy's a total sweetheart, diehard Browns fan. He goes, hey, I was catching up on the podcast. I got these four tickets. Can we get your buddy Tom out here? And I was like, maybe. I mean, according to the thing he said, he was supposed to not have made it this far. I sent him a text. He's like, oh, I don't know. I, my daughter, I got to take care of her. And my wife's working. And I'm like, okay. Um, we're going to pay for everything. We're going to take care of the flights, the hotels. The, we got the tickets. But I'm also thinking – Cleveland weather sucks and is that going to you know like that was a real thought whatever 
and he just kind of says, we're just texting. He goes, you know what? I talked to my dad. If you guys can make it happen, are you sure? Like, like yeah. Yes. One, one, Brian put his card down. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. But two, I'm thinking do a GoFundMe. Any of the proceeds will go to his uh, cancer uh, medical bills or whatever we got to do. And it's go time. So Brian starts locking down flights. We're like, okay, we're going to put you here. I get the hotel Friday. Was it Saturday night, Sunday night? Like, are you okay with this? Like, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll make it work. The doctor says, please just be smart because hospice doesn't pay for flying dead guys back home. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of funny how you said it, but also really morbid. Whatever. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, so then that night, Friday night, as the Buckeyes were playing Clemson, shout out Buckeyes, I kind of made a post on Instagram and had the GoFundMe written, uh, trying to tell Tom's story, what we're trying to do, why we're doing it, et cetera. And it caught fire pretty quick. Thank God. It was super, I'm so thankful for it. Everybody coming together for it. And within hours of that, uh, Emily Mayfield, who's got the heart of gold. She is so awesome. She texted me like, hey, just wanted to let you know, we are giving Tom the sweet tickets for sweet. our booth. And I'm like, thank God, that is so kind and generous, but also heart relieved that Tom doesn't watch the game in Cleveland weather because who knows the shake. So off to a great start. Um, Tom is in like shock of how this is kind of blowing up and it started catching track uh what do you call it traction with various news outlets uh a guy from barstool did a thing on it cool. and i think it got to a it's at like 25 grand that was raised for him uh through the one i set up and then there's like he also had a GoFundMe on the side of that i don't know how much money that's got as well but it was pretty awesome we flew him his dad and his best friend he hadn't seen in years and that guy's dad drove up from cleveland or excuse me from columbus and me and my co-host of the dogs of war podcast kevin we flew in for it we're both in chicago and brian zabo and the guys he watches the games with were there as well and brian picked him up from the hotel and Tom didn't have, we didn't have a freaking wheelchair for him. I saw Hayden. Like whole... Hayden was searching for a wheelchair. I saw that. <laughs> I know, I know. I told Hayden, because Hayden like interviewed me for it. And I was like, oh my God, as Tom doesn't have a wheelchair. We got to find him a wheelchair. Turns out the Hampton and they had one. They let us use it. So shout out them, Hampton and downtown. But we we're like, okay. And he said he was feeling better. Like, I guess he there was like a different concoction of pain meds that they started figuring out for him. And his dad was like, you guys have no idea. Like there is color in his face. Now he was talking about this. Like, there's no way you can go to this game. You can't even make it to the bathroom, but something happened and he was feeling good. We're like, okay, we got the tickets. We got the Tom, please God, let the Browns win and made our way to the stadium. And, that suite is like freaking royalty. But as soon as we're there, um, Emily texts like, hey, can I come up and see him? Like, yes, you, you can do whatever you want, Emily Mayfield. He would love that. 
but she actually, it's funny. We had 10 seats for the booth or the suite, uh, electronic tickets. And she was like, Hey, can you send me a screen capture of like your ticket so I could get in? I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. She, like, they don't just let you in. Like they haven't seen the commercials. Yeah, you're on every, every commercial. It's your house in it, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Like apparently the guy on the fourth floor like really mans his post, which is, you know, like cheers to that guy, I guess. But uh, then she comes up and Tom was like a just uh, the smile on his face, seeing his best friend, seeing her. Like half of the guys in the room were surprised. They didn't know they were going to the suite as well. Like it was just the most. It's like a Browns themed Disney yeah. movie, I guess. Everyone's so happy. And she was talking to Tom, like, and it's just, just so genuine and kind and funny. And we're just pumped. And then, you know, the game goes down and it was freaking stressful and classic Browns uh, uh, brand, I guess. And we win and she just sprints upstairs. Like everybody watching, we're all in the outside part of the suite. Everybody's like crying just because, you know, the Browns haven't made the playoffs since yeah. the, the Eisenhower administration. <laughs> and uh, everyone's crying. And then she just sprints up, like, as soon as it went down and went straight to Tom, just gave him the biggest hug. Oh, yeah, Baker. Like, before Baker went out, like, 20 minutes before the game, sent Tom a DM, like, hey, buddy, this one's for you. I'm like, awesome. that's awesome. Um, then afterwards, she says – like Baker like FaceTimes her from the locker room and he's like hey Tom what's going on man <laughs> like this is awesome and then she says hey I can't bring everyone but will you bring Tom down and oh, his dad nice. to meet Baker in the park I'm like yeah that's sick Kevin can come too and then we went and Baker you know you we wheel him however far and Baker just jumps up to Tom and gives him the biggest hug like he was so pumped and it was the happiest you could ever see a guy um and it was just like it's cool that we raised the money for him or whatever um but it was almost like that didn't even put a dent in the happiness that that environment that special feeling like how baker and emily just made him feel like a king and he is still just so happy. And then all of these different media outlets are coming to him. And it's just so, it's like people are saying, oh, that's so sad. And I'm like, man, I don't even know if it's sad anymore. This guy is going out like a goddamn champion. A rock and roll and star. I know. And it was just like seeing his dad like wheel him out. <laughs> it's just like, ah, oh. yeah, I cried a lot that weekend. But. It was really just – and the Browns one. That's, like, the craziest. But that, it would have been, like, the most Browns thing ever to, like, biff it there. And they won, and we're in the playoffs. And it was it was the most magical thing I've ever seen. When you were down in the car park, did you see any other Browns players or just Emily and Baker? Uh, yeah. I think um, – I don't think it was – because everybody had masks on. I think we saw uh, – we saw uh, Betonio. I did not. I did not high five. I did not. I was not the guy. <laughs> but um, so you spoke to Kevin, Joel, and um, Hodge. Yeah, you're the one that spoke to all them three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, hey guys, let's uh, breathe on each other. 
okay, mask off. Um, now we saw Betonio, and that was it. But it was more just kind of like letting Tom and Baker like it was like if you look at the video, like you could see Baker was not like oh, I got to do another one of these. Yeah, right? I mean, like he was thinking about Tom that whole day, and it was just like a, he's a guy that would take his shirt off for a, a stranger that didn't have one or whatever that shirt off my back phrase is, whatever. I don't know if you guys use that across the pond. That's fine, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's really interesting because I did something similar with uh, Freddie Kitchens and uh, Matthew Dixon. Uh, we did a charity event and Freddie Kitchens just turned up out of the blue. And it's really bizarre. You naturally don't want to make it about yourself. You take two steps back. It's yeah. about, you know, it's about um, the person who, who needs the help or needs the time with the Browns. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, mate, awesome, awesome story, mate. And well done for facilitating it and uh, making it happen, mate. Thanks. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, I don't know, like, basically, I, my involvement, I, I think, is like, I wrote some stuff, but I, I do believe in a higher power and there were a lot of signs that I, I think kind of reaffirmed that and it was pretty insane how it went down but god bless the Mayfields because I think that's honestly a different story if Tom doesn't get that booth <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean like, like I, I don't know if he's make you're driving yeah, a dead God. body back to Georgia basically yeah that would uh for lack of a yeah, that, that was a real fear, but it was, it was just a one big smile that whole time, and I'm just so happy for him, his family, and his daughter, who I hope will learn his story. I mean, she will. It's pretty well documented, but it's just a powerful, I guess. I don't know, but also, the Browns are in the playoff. That's like. 80% of that incredible miracle, you know what I mean? What, what's your plans for this Sunday? How are you going to be watching the game? I think I'm going to watch it from home. I am a very superstitious person. I'm, I saw this shit going on right now. It, it was such a browse thing, like, oh, yeah, Stefanski, he would have COVID. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm just trying to be positive, say whatever – shakes out like I hope we could win that'd be awesome but I think the most incredible thing is that I think we finally have a head coach at a front office that knows what they're doing the Cleveland Browns have never had a quarterback problem they've had a incompetent front office problem for years in my opinion and we finally have those guys we have a team a culture that loves each other Uh, we've made it this far without a defense essentially uh with everybody being hurt and i'm just like you guys got it here you got us here and then of course you know betonio god that sucks that he's got covid the guy's been he was on the own 16 team like he is a captain of that team he should be in this game but he's not and it's just like i hope they can pull it off but I don't care what the hell happens. I'm just so proud of them, and I'm trying to have that mentality. I, I refuse for this to be a – if we lose barely, if we get our asses kicked, whatever. This whole freaking season has been a victory, and 
let's keep it going is is that it's I'm also trying to like pad myself emotionally when I say it like that but I'm just going to watch it from home and be a nervous wreck all day but try to stay as positive as possible we've got the game on at one o'clock in the morning here so we've got Sunday to get through and then the game's Monday morning so, um... <laughs> yeah that's I always forget about that I hate 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 primetime Browns games like why does it have to be like nine o'clock it's nine o'clock our time I think something like that and it's like can it not be like, I didn't want to like just let me get it over with at a sensible time and I can deal with it however I need to emotionally before work the next day you guys are dealing with 1 a.m are you gonna be drinking a pint with an egg on Sunday yes every time unfortunately that stupid stupid tradition um kind of married to it at this point like the browns have a very very strong record when i do it uh some of the major losses were gains that i didn't do it um new york is i I tried to do it out of a boot one time and i like gagged on it and i was like oh budge that could cost us dearly i felt bad mojo from that uh went to the Oakland game or the Las Vegas game didn't even think about doing it there obviously we lose that game uh I did it during the Ravens game but a bunch of other people did it for the Ravens game and they sent it to me and I was reposting it and I was like oh my god wait a minute what if other people doing it like counteracts the mojo so I'm like that that could screw it up and it did but it was also a sick game like um so yeah, there's a, a lot has to be, of course, I'm going to be doing it, but the, I'm still kind of working on the kinks of like what the circumstances for it to work are, like what can counteract it. And I'm like, do I get rid of this Christmas tree? Cause we've had a pretty good <laughs> run with this, with this fake Christmas tree. Um, like, am I keeping this thing through yeah, February? Get rid of the Christmas tree. You know, we lost to the jets during that time. So yeah, get rid of the Christmas tree. Yeah, but I wasn't here. I was in Columbus. I was also watching it with my uncle. And I'm like, well, I'm clearly never watching it with that side of the family again. Yeah. Um, so that's not on the Christmas tree. But yeah, a lot of, got to do a lot of calculations before uh, this Sunday and you know, hope the world doesn't end. Um, oh. which, which that would happen. Like once we're here, I'm like, yeah, there, there will be a revolution. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Last, last question is, uh, Angry Birds, what's your, what's your next, uh, any plans with that? Because it is the number one Instagram site for the Browns fans. If you're not following it, you should be. But yeah, any plans for uh, next season or anything crazy? <laughs> you call it Angry Birds. <laughs> Angry Browns. It's Angry Browns fans, thank you. Sorry, um, Angry Browns fans. Which was, which was a, it's okay. It's a pretty stupid name. I think it sounds more negative than it is. Uh, what was your question? Sorry. Any plans for the future with the uh, Instagram? Um, not really other than kind of what I'm doing. I, I just try to, it's like a Brown's themed Instagram meme account that tries to be positive at all times, like without ripping on our team, which is easier said than done given what season it is. Um, and just try to bring people together and support the greatest franchise known to man. Just 
kind of having fun and seeing where it goes, but try to make it, I try to make it more about the, the fans, the community than myself, except on Sundays when I show myself getting hammered for the games. Um, we're having fun on the pus. Oh, we had Teller on. He's sick. Yeah. Um, he loves Cleveland, right? That, he loves it. He, he, him and his fiance Carly, it's like they're the best people. My, my goal with like kind of the account or the podcast, whatever, is to kind of humanize our players, if that makes sense. It's, I don't really know how to do that, but they're good guys. And they all want to win. Like, so can we just support them no matter what? Like, I don't care who they are. Sendejo, everybody Cole wants Hero. to, like, he's a I, I love the dude. I, I love him. And everybody's like, oh, he's so bad. It's like, this isn't, like, what do you want him to do? He's Our coaches that you also admit to loving, they have determined he is the best guy we have for this position. So why would you not support him to the end? And I don't know. I just try to carry that voice of not being a, D-bag to our own players. I was so happy when uh, Robert Jackson stopped the two points on uh, Sunday. Like, he was getting so much abuse. But, you know, I I even predicted he was going to get an interception, but that didn't happen, but it came close. Yeah, it was... I don't know. But, mate, I'm looking forward to watching your videos on Sunday. Obviously, we're going to get a Browns win, and uh, I won't jinx it. I won't do the pint with the egg. But maybe if we win the Super Bowl... I'll do it once we won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, you can do it post. Yeah, we can do it. But I swear, if like the plane crashes on the way home because of you, I'm gonna be so pissed. Mate, I'm not touching the jinx. I ain't jinxing anything. So <laughs> Super Bowl, then I'll do it. Uh, thanks for having me on, man. Mate, now really good speaking to you, mate. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you hopefully at a game next season. And uh, yeah, love what you do online. Go Browns. My, I appreciate you. Go Browns, buddy. Thank you.